As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Be happy June. It's Megan Huber. Summer is here. The kids are at home. I bet your schedule has been uh, uprooted. The schedule that you have been used to during the school year, especially if you are a mom and things can get a little crazy. So I wanted to dedicate today's episode to you can be a present parent and an effective entrepreneur. And you can do both of those at the same time. So I sat down, took some notes, and came up with five different areas that I'm going to share and give you some behind the scenes and personal insight on how I approach motherhood and being a parent with my husband, Sean, and how that integrates into the way in which both of us are running our business. So if you don't know, Sean and I run a company by the name of Structured Freedom. And ultimately, Structured Freedom has like two businesses underneath the umbrella of structured freedom. I have a business and Sean has a business. And sometimes we do come together and work on some things together. We've done that over the last five and a half years. But in the last, I'd say two years, yeah, two to two and a half years, we've really kind of separated and just have been building our individual businesses. Sean is a certified high-performance coach, and he also incorporates hypnotherapy into his work. And he tends to work with a different kind of clientele than I do. He works with both men and women. He works with CEOs, executives, business owners, uh, you name it, he is working with it. And he's got experience working with Olympic athletes, professional athletes, college and high school athletes, uh, and every single type of position in person you could imagine. And I have my own business that I have had. I've had two different iterations of my business. The first time was in early 2011. And I started my first business out of coming home from being a a public school teacher when Sean and I had our daughter Brighton in 2010. She was born in September. So I didn't start the school year. It would have been my sixth year of teaching in the classroom. And I decided that I was going to come home, not to be a stay-at-home mom, but this will be another episode. I'll have to do another episode on this. But I remember thinking I was 28 years old. I was working 70 to 80 hours a week as a teacher because I was also heavily involved with coaching sports. I was a football athletic trainer. I was a graduation project coordinator. I was an FBLA advisor. Needless to say, I was incredibly involved with lots of other things in addition to and outside of teaching in the classroom. And I also taught for North Carolina Virtual Public Schools. I taught three classes a semester and had 90 kids. So in my mind, when I was pregnant, I thought, how on earth am I going to be the kind of mom that I want to be that's dedicated, committed, and fully present And also do the type of work that I do in the school building in my career 
I can't work 80 hours a week and still do all this and perform at the level that I perform at, which was really high and also be the type of mom that I want to be. And so at that point, and, and I was really young, I was 28 years old. I didn't think that I could do both and I couldn't figure out by myself, you know, I wouldn't have anybody helping me try to figure this out. I couldn't figure out how to do both of those at the level and caliber that I truly desire to. So that's why I originally came home, started my first business when Brighton was a baby. I did the whole in-person networking and speaking circuit. (laughs) I would take her with me because Sean was working six days a week, 14 hours a day. And then I left that business, worked for a mentor of mine uh, for four years, and then came back into my current business in 2017. And I'm a group program specialist. So I specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who are transitioning from trading dollars for hours and providing their service in a one-on-one capacity to a group model, whether you call that group program, intensives, masterminds, high-end, high-touch courses. You know, It's called lots of different things. Uh, and I, I specialize in the creation of the curriculum for that, structuring your program, delivering it, setting up the proper systems, building the team around that, and then also filling your program, filling it, launching it, selling it, that kind of thing. So I am building that side of the business. We have a couple of programs on my side of the business. We have my flagship group program, which is called Group Program Academy. I have a mastermind called Rise to Legendary. And I also do in-person VIP days and group audits for clients who have typically a high six-figure and seven-figure business. And their group program is generating 80 to 100% of that. And they're trying to remove themselves from the program because now they're the bottleneck and they can't grow the company beyond that point uh, because of the way everything is structured with the group program. So those are the two different sides of our business. So you can imagine, you know, we're two parents, we are business owners, we are partners in life, we're married, we're doing all of this under one roof in our house. So we work out of our home, we are um, spouses together. We are business owners together, and we're also parents together 24-7 in the same house underneath the same roof. And as you can imagine, when your spouse is an entrepreneur, you are each going through things personally and individually that impact you, that impact the company. Um, You're going through things as a couple, as you grow and evolve. You're going through things as parents. Your children are experiencing you know, every, you know, as our kids age and grow up, everything they're experiencing is happening for the first time in their lives. And there's no manual on how to parent. So you're navigating that. Your kids, as they age, they start becoming more involved with extracurricular activities and sports. So you're figuring that out. So there's constant change and evolution in the household as a parent. And then there's also constant evolution and change as an entrepreneur, as an individual. And then there's constant evolution and change inside of your business. So it's a lot. It's a lot to navigate. It's a lot to lead. And when you are a parent and a business owner, your life and your business are heavily integrated together. So I wanted to dial in some of the things that really help me um, be a present parent and also the most effective entrepreneur that I can possibly be. So 
Um, the first thing that I wrote down is, and this is this is so important, and it is absolutely hands down the most challenging one for me, and that is knowing when to stop working. So when you are the business owner, there is not a minute that goes by in the day that could not possibly be filled with thoughts about your business, whether it's how do I generate more leads, make more sales, generate more clients, get more people signed up for my launch event. Where do I find a team member? Oh gosh, I'm having this problem with a team member. Uh, How do I help my clients get better results? I mean, it truly is. It truly is never ending. It is constant. It is nonstop. In terms of the possibility of always having something to think about as it relates to the business, but that's not reality. Like we cannot think about our business all the time, much less there is also always something that you could be doing. There's always something that you could be creating, improving, adjusting, changing, eliminating, even if you have a fully functioning team and automated systems and awesome operations and infrastructure. That you can always create something to do in your business. And, you know, one of the things that Sean always asks clients, and when I bring him into my programs, he always asks my clients this, and he says, what's your hobby? And it doesn't matter if it's a woman who's not a mom or a woman who's a mom and she's now an empty nester or she isn't a mom. Nine and a half times out of 10, the female client will say, my business is my hobby. I love my business. I'm working on my business all the time. I can't stop working on my business. I'm working on it on the weekends and I'm working on it at night. But then other times that same person, especially if she's a mom, she will talk about how exhausted and burnt out she is, how she wishes she could just eat dinner with her kids and her husband at night, how she wishes she could take Fridays off. And she wishes that she could just have fun and enjoy her family on the weekends and take more vacations. And this is the same woman that's saying her business is her hobby. So, you know, one of the things that has been the hardest for me, I enjoy working. I enjoy production. I enjoy high performance. I enjoy achieving things. I always have ideas. I I really love, I mean, the thing that I love the most, honestly, is probably improving what I'm doing. I love like testing things, experimenting with things. I love kind of putting like my mad scientist hat on and discovering how can I make my marketing better? How can I improve my message? How can I become a better salesperson? How can I improve my onboarding process to my group program? How can I help my clients feel more connected to each other? How can I help my clients get better results? How can I improve my content in my program so that my clients are reaching the outcome of the program with greater levels of ease? How can I generate you know, 10x the number of leads that I'm generating? How can I get more views on my podcast? There's there's always something to be learning and there's always something to be improving to make it better. And I quite honestly really enjoy that. And so when it reaches the end of the day, one of the things that's the hardest for me to do is close up my laptop and walk out of my office. I personally don't have a really hard time not checking my phone. Um, I've gotten really disciplined about you know all my notifications are turned off. I don't even know when I'm getting messages. I don't know when I'm getting a Voxer from someone 
or a Telegram or a WhatsApp. I don't know when any of that's happening because I don't have notifications turned on, which then allows me to schedule time in my calendar to go check all those things. And I will spend about 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day doing that, but it's not a distraction. So I don't have a really hard time with that. I think what I tend to have a hard time with at night is just putting the phone down because there's this almost like... um. It's almost like this feeling of wanting to wind down and wanting to just sort of like turn your brain off and do something that's super mindless. Um, I don't like to spend a lot of time doing that, but my daughter certainly doesn't appreciate when I'm doing that because if I've been working the majority of the day, she now wants the attention to be on her and as she should. So, you know, I think it's really important that you create boundaries around what your work schedule is going to look like when you're going to allow yourself to open up your laptop and and look at things, even if it seems really harmless or you think it's only going to take five minutes. Be really mindful about your screen time with your phone, even if it is just mindless scrolling on Instagram for your entertainment really set those strong boundaries so that you can spend quality time with your kids. You know, spending time in front of Netflix or sitting on the couch beside each other when your face is in the phone, that is not spending time with your kids. So I want to really encourage you to be very present with your kids, be very intentional around what your workday is going to look like. Um, And also be very open in your communication with your family when there are times that maybe you do have a bit of a busier schedule in your business for whatever reason. Um, The second thing that I have here is scheduling intentional time with your kids. Um, One of the things that Sean and I both really love doing with Brighton is taking her on dates. Um, What Brighton and I do together is very different than what Sean and Brighton do together. And one time I even asked Brighton, I was like, what's it like to go do fun things with mom versus what you do with dad? And she said, well, dad, it's like, it's really, really fun and it's adventurous and it's, it's exciting. You know, they do things like go to monster jam or go to a drag race or go to, um, you know, a car race car. Sh- they go to car shows. Brighton loves fast cars. So does Sean. And that's something that they really love doing together. Um, I'm not really interested in that. In fact, I don't even go with them and that's their thing. And um, Brighton will say, well, when it's with you, it's still really fun, but it's so much more calm and it's peaceful. It's like, we'll go to brunch or we'll go out to the beach or we'll hang out on the floats in the pool. And it's just not like this, you know, sort of like more adrenaline type of experience. Um, And she really enjoys that. You know, Sean and I have very different personalities We have very different interests and Brighton really enjoys getting to know us better. Um, And what we love doing, it helps us really get to know her even better as well. So I highly encourage that you schedule dates with your kids. And if you have multiple kids, date them separately, you know, spend some quality time with each one of them at least once a month. Um, You know, we schedule intentional time to snuggle on the couch and watch a movie Brighton's almost 12. She still loves to do that. We color together. We play board games. We do dinner together every night. I do the bedtime routine with Brighton every night. 
Um, Sean usually does the morning uh, school drop-off routine. I don't do that. Um, I, he's always done the school drop-off. I always done the nighttime routine, bedtime routine. So schedule that in though. Um, these are things that I literally have scheduled in my calendar. Um, it is summertime. It's the beginning of June at the time of this recording and things do really change quite a bit in the summertime. So my day looks a little different than it does in the, during the school year, during the school year, Brighton's not here. She's gone from 7.30 in the morning to, depending on extracurricular activities, some days she's at school until 4 or 4.30. Other times she's getting picked up at 3 and Sean does school pickup. So for me, I do have you know a really solid six to seven hours where she's not here and I'm just focused on work Monday through Friday. In the summer times, she might be in a camp. Um, She wasn't in a camp last week. She was out of school last week. Um, She was not in any camp. This week, she's in a two-hour camp a day, but it's online. So she's doing that at home. Next week, she's in a horseback riding camp all day, just like a normal school day. So one of us will drop her off and pick her up. And then the following week, we're on retreat. And then the week after that, she's with my parents. And then in July, you know, uh, her cousins are coming here for a week to hang out. Then she's here for a week, no camp. Then she goes back to North Carolina for two weeks. And then we're back in August. So when she's here during the day, if she's not in a camp, she gets excessively bored really, really fast. And that's how most kids are. Most kids, if they don't have structure and a routine that you help them create, they will just sit on their phone or whatever electronic device they have, and they will watch YouTube videos. And I don't care who your kid is or how smart they are or how active they are. Any kid, if left to their own devices with zero structure and routine, they are going to be lured into YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And for Brighton, it's YouTube. And she even asks me, will you please help me create a to-do list? Will you please help me create a schedule? So we do that together. And then I will do things with her just in the middle of the day. If I have a day like today, I only have two calls today and I'm recording this podcast. So I'm going to play a board game with her. I'm going to make her lunch. I'm going to hang out with her a little bit. And, you know, if I don't, she's sitting around on the couch watching YouTube videos. So you want to make sure you're building in that flexibility, especially in the summertime, And that you are setting your business up and you're setting your systems and your finances up so that you can do that and you can be present with your kids so that your mind is not thinking, but I need to be working 24-7 so that I can keep bringing in clients and money. If that's the way you are functioning in your business, that's one of the reasons why you're not able to be as present as you can be with your kids. Uh, The third thing that I have here is be flexible and recognize seasonal changes, especially when you're navigating from uh, the school year to summertime. So again, I kind of already talked about this, but our schedule drastically changes in the summertime. Um, I'll even share with you, you know, during the school year, I get up at 5.30. No, I get up at 5. I'm at the gym by 5.30. I'm home by 6.20. I wake Brighton up at 6.30. Um, I make her breakfast in the morning and then we all from like six 30 to seven o'clock, it's just like quiet time. We're reading or Sean, uh, checks in on the news in the morning. 
not on, not like the TV news, but he's checking the news. He's reading articles in the morning. I'm usually doing my Bible study in the morning. Brighton's eating her breakfast. And then I help her get ready from seven to seven 30. Sean takes her to school. And then I have my own time to do what I need to do for a couple of hours, get ready. I usually start my work day sitting at my computer between 10 and 11. And then I don't have client calls or any calls with anybody usually until after 12. Sean does school pickup. He leaves at 2.30. He picks Brighton up at 3. They're home by 3.30. Occasionally, I end up picking her up, but 90% of the time that's Sean. And then Brighton has extracurriculars that either Sean or I will take her to. Usually, it's not both of us. Usually, it's one or the other. Sean tends to have a lot of calls in the evening with his business. So I do a lot of the evening extracurricular stuff. We have dinner together every night. In fact, we typically make our dinners all weekend as well and on Fridays. And then we spend time as a family on the weekends. And we usually do like absolutely no work on the weekends. Um, And that's something that I've really worked up to over the last year and a half. It's like literally no laptop opens on the weekend. And it's just family time with Brighton and Sean. So that's what the school year looks like. It's super regimented. It's extremely routine. And it honestly does not change hardly at all. The summertime looks different. Brighton's not having to get up at 6.30, so nobody has to take her to school. So I'm waking up at 6.30. I'm at the gym by 7. I come home. Everybody's awake by the time I get home at 7.45. Brighton usually wakes up between 7.45 and 8. I make her breakfast, and then we all kind of chill, and we hang out. I do my reading. Sean does his reading. Brighton's doing her stuff, and then I help her get ready for the day, and if she's home, I help her create what her routine and structure is going to be for the day. And then the summertime, I just don't have as much going on in the business. Um, Brighton's doing camps. So we had to figure out transportation arrangements. She has track three days a week from five. We leave at 530. We don't get home until about 815. I usually take her to that. Um, She's got travel that she's doing. Sean and I have travel. We're running retreats. I'm on site with some clients. So the summertime does look pretty different from school. And you just have to figure out how you're going to structure your business differently, how you're going to set your programs up, your systems, the operations of your business, what things need to be automated. You know, sometimes it could be a little bit quieter in the summertime. Are you launching? Are you not launching? Is this a time when you're setting up? you know, a really strong free offer and email sequence? Are you creating content for your program? You know, it's a really, really great time for you to be preparing for the fall and the winter um, if that's how you like to spend your summers. And then of course, your summertime, you're usually doing some vacation and spending a lot of time with your family. Um, The fourth thing I have on here is bringing your kids into the business. So, From a really young age, I mean, Brighton was a baby. She wasn't even a year old when I started going to networking events and speaking. And Sean was working. I didn't have a sitter at the time because we literally had no money. And she went everywhere with me. She went to every networking event. If I had a speaking engagement, she was with me. So she's really grown up with two parents who have been building businesses from the house her entire 11 and a half years of life. And she overhears our sessions. She hears us training. She probably hears me recording this podcast right now. So she's very well aware of what we do. And we talk to her about what we do. Um, We talk to her about what we see um, going on with our clients. Um, And we use a lot of that as 
training and awareness building for her. So she's very aware of what it means to be an entrepreneur. We even have her, she's in a camp. It's so cool. She's in a camp this week online, two hours a day. She's on it right now. And it's about, it's called Money Matters. And she's learning all about spending, investing, saving your money, investing your money, how to be a great shopper, uh, starting a savings account, what's a debit card, what's a credit card. It's it's a really, really cool class. So she's really involved with what it means to be an entrepreneur, to grow a business. And then she is very well aware of the type of work that both Sean and I do. So I think it's very important that you're communicating with your kids and you're kind of making it a bit of a family affair, especially if you're someone who's working out of the home, because your kids are going to see you going into your home office and shutting the door. Uh, They know that your time is being occupied by other people because they can probably hear you. And it's, it's very important that you have very open lines of communication around what it is that you do for work, what your schedule looks like, uh, you know, the, what are you doing to run a business? And there's also seasons in a business when you're going to be a lot busier than other times. You know, I kind of am, it's a little bit quieter for me in the summertime and around holidays. And I do that really intentionally. And then, you know, you're busier when you're in launch mode. Brighton knows that Sean and I both travel for work sometimes. Um, I'm going to be gone for the next four days. So during that time, she really gets to spend a more time with Sean um, and vice versa. And then last I have, you need time for yourself and your own personal development every single day. And I figured out how to carve time out in the morning for me. So doing the, during the school year, I decided this past year, I have to get up earlier because the only way that I'm going to have quiet time in the house where it's just me and I, I don't hear any other voices or anyone else on calls or walking around or making noise I have to get up at 5 a.m., go to the gym at 5.30, and then Sean leaves at 7.30 to take Brighton to school. He then goes to the gym and doesn't get back home until about 9.30. So I have a solid two hours after I have worked out and spent you know 45 minutes with my family in the morning. That is done for the day. Then I have two hours to myself. I do Bible study. I have prayer time. I may journal. I will read in a book or a couple of books that I'm reading. And then I've also found out that I am my most creative around eight to nine o'clock in the morning. So typically that's when I do my best content creation between eight and 9 a.m. And I can do that completely undistracted. And then I'm done for the day and I can eat breakfast solo. And then I take a shower and then I usually will come into my office between 9.30 and 10 and take care of whatever I need to take care of to move my business forward before I'm on anybody else's agenda or working with clients. And that's all in the afternoon. So that's when I have my personal time. This summer, it just looks a little different. So I'm waking up a little later. I still do my personal time in the morning because Sean still goes to the gym around eight o'clock. So between like 8 to 9.30, Brighton's kind of doing her thing quietly. I'm doing my thing quietly. So, you know, you you just build it in. You just figure out where can I have that time of at least an hour where I'm completely undistracted, but it's not me working on my business. 
it's, it's not me. Family time is not personal time either. So when are you pouring back into yourself? Uh, I would also recommend that you build in time to study. You know, what are you studying right now? Are you taking a course? Are you studying a particular book? Are you improving something in your business? And so you need to study how to build that skill. Um, you know, carve that time out. And everything that I've shared here, it goes in the calendar. So I highly recommend that. And I do this with all my clients. I do this with myself. What is the life that you want to live? And get very clear on what that vision is and build a business that honors that type of life. And I think this is where a lot of women have a really hard time because they think that every single business model that they see other people running out there, it's going to work for them based on the kind of life that they want to live and their family dynamic. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, No matter what business model you create, it's going to be a lot of work and you're going to have to build a lot of skills. You're also going to have to hire people to help you. So no matter what model you choose, that's going to be there. And there's going to be times where you're really going to have to have your head down, building that out and building the infrastructure so that it can support the kind of life you want to live. But you want to be very mindful about not becoming resentful of either your family getting in the way of you building your business or being resentful of your business, getting in the way of you living the kind of life that you want to live. I, you know, be in reality about you know, if you want to make a million dollars, you're going to have to have a lot of leads. I don't care what any marketer tells you out there. You have to have a lot of leads and you're going to have to have a lot of clients. You don't have to have thousands of clients, but you've got to be an insanely skilled marketer first and salesperson and then deliver at like the absolute highest level of excellency, plus have a team that helps you do that, plus systems and infrastructure, and then also manage your money. Now, you're not the one that's having to do all of that but you are the one that's having to guide the vision and be the leader of that. And you are always going to be the head strategist on the growth of your company. So there is going to be a lot of work involved, but you want to make sure that you're structuring your business model so that it supports the kind of life that you do want to live. If you want to do a bunch of one-on-one coaching, then you're going to be spending a whole lot of time with clients. If you want to run group programs, you're not going to be spending as much time with that. If you want to have, you know, self-study courses, then you're not spending it, you're not talking to anybody, but you are building out, you know, heavy infrastructure. You're definitely getting into pay debt. You know, I think you get the picture, but know what is going to work best for you and what's going to work best for your family in terms of a business model. And be very mindful about what that business model and infrastructure is going to require of you. And then create a calendar accordingly that you do not allow yourself to get resentful, bitter, or disgruntled around, right? Like you are the designer of your day. You are the designer of your attitude. You're the designer of the business. You hold the keys in your hand and you get to make those decisions And then move in the direction of that pathway, right? Like all you have to do is get on that pathway, get off the pathway that's taking you in a direction that you don't enjoy and get on the pathway that is taking you to exactly what you want, but you are the creator of that. So I hope that this breakdown of how you can be a present parent and an effective entrepreneur has been super helpful for you. We talked about five things. Number one, knowing when to stop working. 
Number two, scheduling intentional time with your kids. Number three, being flexible and recognizing seasonal changes, especially from school to summer. Number four, bringing your kids into the business. And number five, you need you time daily. If you loved today's episode and you found value from it, I would so appreciate you leaving us a review and letting us know what you found valuable and also sharing our show to other women entrepreneurs, especially those who are you know, building families and their moms and they're building a business. You are who helps us get the word out about this incredible show. So share the show, share it with a friend, share this episode with a woman who is also a mom and running a business so that she can find amazing value from this as well. And always remember, design a life and business that's built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.